Welcome to the Big Black Clock. If you want to spend the next hour listening to some banter and perhaps accidentally learn something new, then you are in the right place. Now, let's see what the guys have to say. So welcome back to the Big Black Clock podcast, the greatest podcast in the history. Oof. Oof. Well, the history. I feel like young. you're overselling it a little bit. It's hard to meet the history of though. 2022. <laughs> of January seventh, 2022. January seventh. Yes, this will air three days from now, I think. So we're here, uh, back in confinement to start the year. It's a tough go at it. So we thought, why don't we put on our, um, you know, when we look in our crystal balls. Because uh, there's multiple balls. balls. No, multiple balls. Crystal balls. Uh, yeah. And then let's talk a little bit about um, what our predictions are, what our desires are, and uh, what it is that we're kind of like looking forward to in 2022, other than this uh, stupid lockdown that we have to continue to deal with. But uh, so before we jump in there, why don't we do a quick uh, wrist check here? So who wants to go first? How about you, Carl? Looking at you here on the... Right on uh, my on screen. The small, on the small, screen. small screen. So I've screen. been wearing for uh, a, a week now the uh, Carl F. Booker, the reference 96591. Uh, no. Carl, Carl with a yes. C though, right? Maybe. Not a K. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. The 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 worst of, of the Carls. Um, and I've been falling back in love with this watch. I didn't wear it for like a good month and a half. And um, it was not in the, uh, let's say, the uh, turnaround of the, my watches. It was a, a lot of Pelagos, a lot of Air King. And um, that craft broker is so nice. Uh, it's fun in, in the morning during the first meetings of the day just to wind it back up. I'll, it's my only uh, manual one watch. So that's a, a different pace also of uh, wearing this watch. Especially so, with that uh, uh, Omega crown that you have. Yeah, yeah. So all original beside the crown, it's Omega on it. Uh, I was going to say, I like, my best part, my favorite part of that watch is the crown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's because of the uh, Limonian movement in it. So it's the 1873. Um, and it's, I think it was a, when I got the watch service, I had to choose between a no brand crown or an Omega one. I just picked the Omega one because I think it was a nice uh, little uh, nudge to, uh, the history of that movement. <clears throat> or was it to, to, to Piss shit on Dimitri, Dimitri a little oh, bit? Oh yeah, for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. Now I have the best, the better Omega of the group. Do you yeah. have the, <laughs> do you have the signature, the, what's his name? Uh, Ken Reeves's uh, signature on the watch? No, Jordan he's a Week? seaman. He is a seaman. Is that the same? <laughs> oh, that's that not count? a signature. <laughs> Can be. <laughs> uh, uh, you, Kevin, what are you wearing? I am wearing um, one of the last watches that came in in 2021. Um, I had pre-ordered the Baltic uh, Aquascaf Dual Crown. I did mention it on an earlier podcast towards the end of the year. So I finally got that in. Um, had it on the on the beads of rice bracelet. That's the, the, uh, that's the bracelet that came on? Uh, no, this is another one. The beads of, No, this is not the beads of rice. This is a blue tropic rubber. So I have the Aquasquad dual crown in blue. That's the one I'm talking about right now. I pre-ordered it. Uh, finally came in in December. It is um, really, really great. Quick little things here. So uh, in terms of the spec, 39 millimeters in diameter, 47 millimeter lug to lug. The uh, dial will make you think of a Seiko SKX. That's for sure in terms of how the indices are. Very nice. Um, yeah, is um, it painted on? Is that why? Uh, no, they're applied, but it's the uh, the shape of the three, the nine, 
and uh, 12 and uh, you'll see that it kind of has a, sim a similarity to it um what i love about it the the loom that they use for this with the uh the uh, bgw9 the loom is blue so it's not green so that's a nice little touch about it the other touch i have to say is the way baltic is written and the way aquascraft and dual crown it's very subtle very small you can barely see it written on the watch itself so really well done uh well done Etienne malik um who runs baltic um is just a darling in the independent watch space at the moment um and i think i'll be talking a little bit about that in my predictions or desires for 2022 so that's what i'm wearing today um check them out if you haven't found if you looked at them baltic watches i know dimitri spoke about them or i think it was you dimitri or carl during uh, the yeah, micro I was brand. talking about them yep at the micro and brand, then yeah. carl so. talked specifically about this watch when it was released when we were talking about the releases as the aqua squash yes. so uh it has <laughs> been mentioned a few times so uh, that's what i'm wearing today dimitri what are you wearing um, actually, I just want a, a quick question for you. So yes. I've seen the the micro rotor one, right? Uh, and I was very impressed with the quality. Comparing to the micro rotor edition, how good is the quality on the Aqua, Aqua Squash? The only thing I'll say, I find it's better quality, but the finish is different, obviously, on the dress watch. The reason what makes this, uh, what I didn't, one of the things I I wasn't the biggest fan of with the micro rotor one was very light as a watch. This watch um, actually um, has a much, much better weight uh, to it. Uh, so um, I, I just, it, it really does feel much more like a sports watch and it wears so very well. Um, as a sports watch, the quality is great. Not saying that the Baltic Micro Rotor was not great. I thought the specs were excellent. The finish was perfect. I wish it was a little bit heavier, but this one is just uh, really excellent in quality. So yeah, and I can't wait for you guys to see it. Because you could see yeah. the actual, you can feel it and you'll be like, shit, it's really well, well, well executed. You know, if uh, if last year's uh, uh, lockdown is, is an indication of what's going to happen this year, we're not going to see it see until East, April. Easter's. <laughs> Easter's. I'll see you on Easter's. You're, you're gonna, you'll have time to sell it twice by three different watches uh, before we get to see it. Well, that is if we see it next week. I'm wearing actually the Timex LCA, guys, that you gave me for my birthday um, this year. Well, last year now. Jesus, time is flying. Uh, it's excellent. I think it's a very good watch in the sense that it's a, it's kind of like a, like a, like an upscale Casio G-Shock, let's say. And I'm not, I'm not obviously comparing because there's very different styles. I meant in the wearability. It's a, it's like an everyday watch that's easy to wear that I, I can pretty much wear it everywhere I want. Right? Doesn't really matter, let's say. Uh, except that it doesn't have any water resistance, but in, in in that I think it's very versatile and it's very slim, so it's very easy to wear it with a like a, any kind of shirt, whatever. Uh, I think it's awesome. Like it's I, I'm it's been getting a lot of wrist time. Uh, it's a digital watch, right? With the, we already spoke about it a million times. Yeah, I'm kind of like it's probably my like fourth, let's say, uh, maybe fifth, my fifth favorite watch right now, in terms of wearability, because I obviously have to reserve a spot for a G-Shock, and then I have my uh, other three. Let's say, but uh, it's uh, it's awesome. I love it. So, Good. so it, it's fifth out of out of five. That's what you just said. <laughs> no, no, no. I have I six. Have like, I actually, <laughs> six <or seven. laughs> I actually got a, a watch box over the holidays, and I have uh, I think ten or eleven total. Is it a Nike right shoe box? What what kind of box did you get? Uh, it's a wolf. It's a wolf. Oh, nice. It's a wolf with a glass top. I wanted to get um, I wanted to get the, the stackable ones, but Trace. they just ran out of them. But I do like the idea of you know like the small box, no, not necessarily small, 
a, a 10 watch box there obviously I'm going to mix and match at some point because I have my terrorist watch in there right now as well it really <laughs> yes. doesn't belong yeah. in that box I think well you're talking about like this stackable stuff I know that um, Kevin now is use pallets you know in, in forklifts he so means skids everything. He, that's what he means, <laughs> he means skids <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh, exactly could you imagine so 2022 guys yeah 2022 let's same talk pandemic. about yeah same pandemic as we run into 2022 let's talk about some of the predictions desire we have the first thing i wanted to bring up was one of my predictions from last year i we predicted i predicted that red would be the color i think green really dominated the color of blood. 2022 um but ended with another color it ended with tiffany Tiffany blue really <laughs> couldn't be more to, wrong, eh? Huh? I know. Couldn't be more wrong. Really, really <laughs> took off the other way. Tiffany blue Rolex came out in the beginning of the year with the new Oyster Perpetual in blue. Uh, we saw it come out then after with the Patek Nautilus that uh, destroyed the internet uh, and destroyed. And then, um, and there were multiple brands that had a lot of Tiffany blue dials that were coming out. I think it destroyed a very, 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 very small portion of the internet that's obsessed with watches. Yeah, the rest but of the also, world did not care. But it did manage, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it destroyed it. It managed, but it did steer the entire dialogue of it. And now, now you know, we had that whole thing about will it two tone a few years back. Now, it's now will it Tiffany? <laughs> oh my God! You know, Tudor's <laughs> gonna change their name to Tiffany. Like everything's gonna be Tiffany. You know. So yeah, but is it gonna be the Tiffany blue or just everything's gonna go, go back to a, a blueish aqua Tiffany. sky blue? You know what I mean? It's just it's gonna be. Yeah. I, I think that pa that color is. I think people are gonna test it. Yeah, I can see but that. I had I had that in my um, prediction as well. Just in general, uh, they did break the watch internet with that auction at six point five million for that Tiffany blue for a watch that MSRP is like fifty thousand uh, fifty two Gs. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's nonsense. Uh, it is. But um, I, they, I think they opened the door to, for me, was maybe more about new uh, calibrations. So uh, watch company are maybe going to do more with uh, jewelry brands and or uh, uh, clothing brands and stuff like that. Maybe a well, bit more this year. You know, maybe I think... Still that blue, right? You know, and I think that uh, you're right. And that's a good prediction for this year. I think we're seeing it you know, I sent you guys the Timexes that we saw. They have the uh, the one with Huckberry. They collaborate with them. As a, and Huckberry is a lifestyle brand that does a lot of like mm -hmm. camping gear and outdoor gear and stuff like that. So they've done multiple collaborations with them, Todd Snyder, that sort of thing. So they're continuing and, and you're starting to see it. You're right. Um, with brands, I think with lifestyle brands maybe or cars or um, yeah. different kind of items. Yeah, that's a very good point there, Carl, you bring, yeah. So so it's either everything's going to be blue or everything's going to be too brand on a dial. <laughs> yeah. I'd even have that on my list, but I'm like, oh, what will it be? But maybe I'll start because I think it'll it'll be a, a good segue. We had finished the year with the Patek Nautilus and that was announced in January, right at the beginning of the year, that um, the 5711 was going to be retired. And right. then later mm -hmm. on during the year, um, just about in March, at the beginning, well, still in the beginning of 2021, Audemars Piguet announced that the Royal Oak Reference 15202 ST Steel uh, will be replaced by another reference. And that just so happens to be the Royal Oak's 50th anniversary in 2022. 
So I'm expecting big things uh, for this release. So it's not so much as a prediction of like, oh, they're going to release it because they announced it. But I'm going to get into that in a, in a second. Right. Uh, Dimitri, what are your thoughts and on that's, that? Uh, so the, the AP, the reference you're talking about, it's the standard, well, standard, let's say, the, the basic stainless steel version, right? It's also known as the jumbo. Okay. It's the um, it's the forty one millimeter steel um, 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 Royal Oak. It has AP on top of the six, as opposed to the other ones that sometimes say automatic or just uh, don't have anything on top of the six. Um, it is the most, I guess, contemporary, most modern right. version of the of the of the Royal Oak. It's uh, funny, but like I have no knowledge of different reference numbers of AP Royal Oaks. Just I just didn't look at them. It it's, is it's kind of it. it's kind of like well it's impossible it's like looking at like reference numbers of different Bugatti Veyrons right like yeah. <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah I guess it's good for like general knowledge but exactly <laughs> so uh. AP was able to release their 50th anniversary this year and you know in line with Patek I think the pressure's on them I think they really need to come out with a hell of a release and the reason I'll, I'll start with the fact that they came out with the code eleven fifty nine, which is actually a quite well made watch. I got the chance to see it in person with that curved glass and zero bezel, but it was a flop for Audemars Piguet. And um, this is their flagship. If there's anything that is is hurting Audemars Piguet, is the fact that they don't have anything other than the Royal Oak going for them in their lineup. While Patek has the Calatrava, while Patek has uh, the Aquanaut. And the, and the Royal Oak Offshore, this one really, uh, not, the, uh, not the Royal Oak Offshore, sorry, the Patek has the Aquanaut. It really is what they have uh, going for them, is that Royal Oak reference. So so what's a flop for, like, Audemars uh, Piguet? Is it like they, they were sold out, but they didn't have a thousand, pe thousand people waiting for a next batch, only like 800? I think <laughs> I think it's when when the top watch journalists the top watch snobs, everyone of which you're trying to make a splash with as a watch brand, collectively doesn't don't want your watch. And it took time before it was sold out because they make such few units, it will get sold out. But it wasn't hot off the shelf. The brand image and the the position that they have in the market, I find is so important to their to their branding as well. And if mm -hmm. you don't have that splash when you're releasing a watch, It's a problem. And let's be honest here, Rolex has a splash with every watch they release. And they're not at the same level here that we're talking about, right? Yeah, but and, it's Rolex. And even right Vacheron, there. even Vacheron, when they start the historique américaine, the Corps de Vache, they get into the... And forget they're overseas, but they have other watches. But can you name me other watches that the Audemars Piguet line is carrying that carries... The, not that they're not bad, good watches. That's not what I'm saying. But the level of, um, say, popularity that they're... Um, that their other watches are landing, it doesn't seem to carry the same weight, you know? And they have some beautiful, mm. um, they, have, they have the Offshore. I'm, gonna, I'm going to also uh, not forget them. That's a really great watch too. Kind of looks like the Royal Oak, but it's the Offshore version. But then they have the Code uh, 1159 uh, line. They have some concept. And then they have like the Masters and the Millinery uh, collections within them. The Royal Oak is really their bread and butter. This is the 50th anniversary. I think there's a lot of pressure on them to make it a hit. Do I think they're going to have a Tiffany blue dial? No. But, <laughs> you know, they came out last year with their, their last version of this, of this Royal Oak that was green. Mm -hmm. 
That's what they yeah. released at the at the. It was Geneva Days. No, it was the. What's the one? The other one before we spoke, we had the whole uh, podcast. Watch and wonders. Watch and wonders. That's it. Um, so I think the pressure's on. I don't know what this new Royal Oak is going to look like, but I think that they need to come out with a real home run uh, for their watch brand because, you know, they're always kind of like they're always up there, but they could take a step. Be- they could take a step back this year, and you really don't want that. Even though they will sell out, but you don't want it to be like me. You want it to be like wow, great <laughs> release. Because even those Patek Nautiluses. At the end, uh, during this year, that people were trying to to scoop up, they were just beautiful watches. Forget not the Tiffany necessarily, and not my cup of tea. Which, by the way, if you guys read the news, there's a, a company that's um, will sell you the dial, the Tiffany blue dial, for four thousand bucks. So you could, so if just you happen to have, if you yeah, if you happen to have a Nautilus, you can swap out the dial. <laughs> so, so, wow. you said four thousand bucks. Four thousand. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wait, but that doesn't include the the actual fitting, right? No. Exactly. Which oh someone could do probably quite cheaply, but I'm gonna get myself a BB58 for that instead. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a full, a full BB58, not just a dial. A full BB58 with a box. Exactly. <laughs> box papers, delivery duties, everything. taxes, everything, levies. Yeah. yeah. Um, God damn. So that's my first, um, not prediction, but I just want to say I think important 22, 2022 yeah. to highlight will be that AP Royal Oak. 50th anniversary release. For sure. How about you, Dimitri? Why don't you walk us through your first prediction or desire or whatever you're you're Um, thinking of 2022? So uh, it's funny when I was researching for the subject a little bit, there's a, it's more, people mostly care about like Rolex really, right? It's It's nonsense. It's nonsense. (laughs) If you go on the internet, really the predictions are only concerning Rolex. It's, It's so easy to find anything to do with Rolex 2022, but if you try type any other brand name other than maybe Patek or AP, that's right. Like even Seiko, I type like nobody cares. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they will <laughs> release like, a bunch of different watches with poor they already, control. They already had a release in the first five days. <laughs> Beautiful frost uh, release. Yeah, Grand Seikos. It's like if you do your research for cryptocurrency, it's mainly bitcoins. Yeah, and Ethereum. Yeah, Ethereum, Ethereum and Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, like you know, just because there's not a lot, uh, every, every road seems to lead to Rolex. So I'm gonna start with Rolex. Uh, Starting with just a, a few models that I, it, it's kind of like a mixture between predictions and desires. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Hulk, and they've discontinued it in 2020. I think I was running for 10 years from 10 2010 to 2020, and that'd be very cool if they released a new sub. And yeah, that being the Hulk, that'd be I think very awesome. And I think green, I don't know. I feel like green is a color that we should see more next year. It should continue, mm-hmm. and, and like that was such a popular version of of the sub. Them just stopping the release. It's uh, I feel like they have a few things up their sleeve. And the other thing I was gonna say is that uh, GMT Master, but Coke. Also, they think discontinued in two thousand seven or something like that. Again, it's a very cool color that's been like super absent from any different possible editions. I think yeah. they have like a two tone. Uh, root beer right now, if I'm not mistaken, and they. Have I think they discontinued that one too, which I love. But I don't know. It might be. It still it might still be there. I might be wrong, but yeah, so, yeah. So I'll go with two predictions: Rolex, specifically Hulk, and the uh, two tone. Oh, sorry, and uh, and the stainless steel uh, GMT Master Coke. There could also be similar color releases for the smaller, younger brother, let's say, mm-hmm. or, or 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 brother. <laughs> now that you have to beep out <laughs> below yeah below Carl do you want to keep going on Rolex let's let's stick on Rolex a little bit 
Yeah, uh, so for me, that's the only prediction I have for Rolex. Uh, but I do have inside, insider information, at least stuff I found online of people saying that, uh, quote-unquote, they talk with people at the factory. Um, so you specify the which factory, think, though, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the, uh, the it's Caterpillar the, factory. Uh, it's the Rolex in China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, the price increase uh, at the time of this recording, we already saw uh, first thing first thing of the year, January first, uh, Rolex increased a bunch of pricing on their website. Uh, so all MSRP for people who buy in gray market doesn't affect them too too much. Um, but it's uh, the good old um, um, just change of their whole portfolio it was like ten watches uh, that stand out. Uh, for that was the um, Orso Perpetual, so the one two four three hundred. That uh, went from uh, it was in the USD five thousand nine hundred, and now it's six thousand one hundred and fifty. Um, and if you look at the um, uh, stain, uh, the Submariner, the one two four zero six zero, so still went from eight thousand one hundred USD to eight thousand nine hundred and fifty USD. Uh, uh, so that's a ten point five percent increase in the MSRP. Uh, so the average uh, increase was four point two percent for Rolex on the whole. On the whole site catalog, catalog. Uh, besides some watches that we expect them to be uh, discontinued uh, either this year or early next year, right? And I think to that so, point, uh, the catalog, it was expected that the prices would go up. People were wondering if last year they were going to go up, and they didn't. But I guess this was uh, expected, well, they, and everyone's well, like, they, yeah, Omega, they Omega, did. they went up, right? Every, everyone went up. Tudor yeah. went up. Everyone went up. Yeah. Did Omega go they, again? They, not again. Last year, remember the Seamaster went up, uh, the Speedmaster went up a little bit. Everything went up a little bit, but Rolex didn't quite uh, spike last year. They didn't. We didn't see it go up in well, the last two years. Be- before last year, when they introduced the, the new forty-one millimeter sub, there was a huge increase between the forty and the forty-one. But why? The reason why that they brought it up a thousand bucks, and most of the, and where they justified is the new movement. So that's why when you were saying one one four versus one two. Right when yeah. it starts the digit, that's the new movement versus the old movement, and uh, the, when they came out all when they came out with their iterations, where the watches were with the new movement, you saw a, a price increase of about ten percent. Right, a, an eight thousand dollar watch mm. became nine Canadian. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, so with, with that price increase, I'm pretty sure that we'll still see a steady increase uh, across the board. Not only Rolex, but other brands will follow suit later on the year. Even if they already did last year, everything is getting more expensive. Right, even now. Seiko's. It, it, yeah. Did you guys? Uh, am I crazy? Because I'm I'm looking at the yes, Omega yes, Speed. Yes, you are. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I should have phrased it differently. Uh, are you stupid? Yes. Also. God damn it. <laughs> let me let me get back to you uh, with a different question. So I'm looking at this uh, Omega website. They went up. Yeah. Holy shit! I'm looking at the just the basic Hesolite is like 8,500. Yeah. But but the but the Sapphire sandwich now is ninety seven hundred. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little but bit crazy. A, that's a thousand dollar jump, though, right? If if I'm not crazy, it is. Again, it is. I am, but it is. A <laughs> Coming back jump. to your price list, though, Carl. Maybe I'll jump in here. Looking at your price list, clearly one watch that was missing from it was the Air King. Yes. And maybe everyone's final prediction, it will finally come true. Will this be the final year for the Milgoss and the Air King line in Rolex? Mm. Um, uh, you know what? If I had to bet, I'll bet that it will. Milgoss is on that list, but I do think that this line will probably be retired. 
the Milgauss's old technology, watches clearly can do a thousand Gauss <laughs> and above, but maybe uh, they'll come out with some new technology around anti-magnetism and keep that line going. The Air King mm-hmm. really isn't there. And that, you know, when you hear the, t- like I was watching a Bob's Watches, the video yeah. about their prediction around the Air King and they're like, the spare parts Rolex, they go, it's a pilot's watch in an already crowded bunch with uh, Rolex because you have the Sky Dweller, which is their luxury, you know, sports uh, pilot's watch. And then you have the GMT Master too. So is really this this Air King the next, uh, is the another need for a pilot's watch? I don't, I really hope they don't discontinue the Air King period, but maybe this model, I think we might, I think it might go away for a little bit. Um, So yours is about to go up in a lot of value there, Carl. Oh, I'm going to sell it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> you seriously going to sell it? It depends. It depends on what's the value on it. Right, I mean, right I guess it ha- everything has a price for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's still steadily increasing month over month. Right. right? right like right. last time we talked about it, I was like at $10,900. This morning I looked and used, right? Outside of the box, not like brand new. Now they're going for 12. It's unbelievable. <laughs> that is pretty so good. So over, over the holidays, I gained like about $1,100 in value in Canadian Right, right. For something I paid seven and a half. Maybe uh, I should invest <laughs> in this into this instead of crypto. <laughs> yeah, just, just yeah. Well, the thing is, crypto you can get it, kind of. Rolex <sighs> you can't. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing I want to maybe touch on to continue what Dimitri was saying when you talk about the GMT Master, the uh, Submariner. I think, to be honest, I think it'll hold true this year. I don't see any changes for those two, only because I think twenty twenty three is going to be the big year for the GMT Master 2 and the Submariner being their anniversary years of being 1953. So it's their 70th, 70th anniversary. So I imagine those are going to be big years. So I are, really are hope gonna, we see a Coke uh, GMT <laughs> that would be oh, amazing. Yeah. Are they going to release a uh, Submariner 2 and a GMT Master well, 3? Well, no, I, but maybe actually, the Hulk will be back. Maybe the Hulk will be back. Maybe they can come out with a, um, a, um, a Smurf again. Um, version of the Submariner that's not white gold like well they have the full blue right but if they have the Smurf which is the blue bezel black dial it'd be great to see some iterations of that come out in 2023 um, what they they can do also is uh, introduce a new bracelet kind of like what they did last year for the GMT Masters right they went back. Yeah, that's throwing a jubilee. Steel. Well, jubilee, but they got they brought the oyster steel back, right? Well, not oyster yeah, steel. Yeah. What's it called? Um, um, 904L. Uh, no, what's it called? Uh, I, I can't remember what it is, but the, the standard uh, bracelet that's not a noise. That's not a jubilee. Right. Maybe My last piece. That'd be great. My last thing about Rolex. I think this is honestly going to be the last year I give a chance to Rolex. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm getting so upset. Like I, I really hope yeah. this is the year I get my sub. Um, but I, I think I, I may lose interest in them after this year in terms of like say I'm going to buy them because you know I, I got a chance by the way to try on the Zenith Chronomaster Sport, the oh. Daytona whatever you call it. Yeah, that thing is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> is it forty two? It's uh, forty two. I think forty one, forty one, forty two. Oh, nice. Something like that. It is. So beautiful. It is just the finish, and you go, yeah, well, th- this is where I'd rather put my money in. But And you can buy it. And you can buy it. <laughs> you can buy it. Or I'd rather put my yeah. money to an independent, but I think we'll we'll get there in a minute. But um, 
Carl, do you want to start us out on your next prediction? If, are we getting off Rolex now? We'll go on to another brand, another prediction. Uh, yeah, well, I had my price increase with Rolex. Uh, yes. The Milgoss, we talked about it. I uh, wanted to like quickly say that uh, I think they, they're just going to update it. For me, I think they're going to change the movement and the curler scheme, but it's going to stay the same. Um, hey, this, Rolex, discontinue the blue one. Yeah, you're going to be rich. So rich. <laughs> um, but as much as I want Rolex to do crazy things, I, they all, every time they had like a new release or something, I was always like, ah, you know, okay, fair enough. Felt it felt it was like half baked release of something, right? but but they really like, right. they can't make any crazy releases. Well, but it's a it's a Milgoss, right? They should like it's the colorful Rolex. It's like the Air King is the ugly one. <laughs> like those two watches, they can do stupid things with those things, and I guess they're not gonna hurt too much of their brand, right? The Submariner customer is still gonna buy a Submariner. Yeah, yeah, for <clears> sure. <throat> I, I, what right. I, I guess what I meant to say is like if you compare it to like a Speedmaster, right? Like there's only like a few little cosmetic things they can really do with the watch, right? Because if they go a little yeah, bit yeah. too far, there's go- they will be destroyed by the fans. It just doesn't fit sure. within the brand. And let's like you're like, oh, exhibition case back? No, no, <laughs> we don't do that at Rolex. <laughs> Sapphire yes. crystal? No, put it away. Give me the Hessel. Exactly. <laughs> Plastic. <laughs> um, so one of my, my one of my prediction is um, well, it's two in one. We we know that Twitter has been two year in a row voted like the the best brand. Let's say because of their releases and what they were doing, right? They're pushing a bit of boundaries without being too disgust, uh, disgusting about I, it. We voted that, by the way. <laughs> uh, yes, and, uh, here here Sorry. on the BBC, who, who voted yeah, this? the British one? Was I was I on that uh, episode when we voted this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's two out of three, right? It's democratic. You don't even need to ask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you basically don't care about the thirty three percent of your population. Very democratic. Yes, e- e- exactly. You. Get get it this guy gets it um so for tutor they're going to release a bunch of new watches against this year are they going to do like a gmt bb58 or maybe a new complication for a bb58 it's going to be a black bay <laughs> yeah <laughs> well right because a gmt is not a black bay 58 right but it's a black bay yeah but it's not the smaller yeah exactly uh, it's not the smaller size. one I, I read the same thing right that so the smaller case size with a gmt could be interesting Right, for sure. I know that they you have to fix it. They had issues. They had issues with that watch and the movement, right? Uh, the mm. GMT movement and that BB. With the date, uh, I think, GMT. right? That's correct. Yep. Correct. Yeah. 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 And uh, I know that you, Kevin, you want to have a GMT Black Bay, all black, right? No, Hel- no two tone. The ceramic. I'll, I'll get it to finish and I'll go into the, my Tudor predictions and then Dimitri can keep going. Well, uh, the those are my two predictions. I, I hope yeah. to have new complication for the 58 as well as the GMT 58. I, cu- I couldn't agree with Tudor. you more. I think 2021 was Tudor's year once again. You know, they came out like Dimitri had it on his list. The, the chronograph, they thinned it out. They, they came out with a beautiful chronograph. They listened the, to people. You know, they came out with the silver 925 or 928, whichever, whatever the, I think it's the 925 or 928. Uh, with the silver, they came out as well with the uh, 925, sorry. They came out with the Black Bay Ceramic with a meta-certified movement display case back. They came out with a full gold 18-carat version of the Black Bay 58. They also, came, like, it just came out with home run after home run. And then probably the most anticipated release was the Tudor FXD for the Marine Nationale. And um, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, if they keep coming out with home runs, or not even home runs, but they keep grasping the attention and I'll get into Omega as my next discussion because I think Omega needs to listen to a little bit of what Tudor's doing. Look at the attention Tudor's getting and what they're what they're actually producing as watches. My two wish wish list predictions: Black Bay is going to continue. I hope they come out with a GMT Black. 
meaning a black bezel, just regular GMT watch. I love that. I, I, I might consider that because it's not it's looking like the Pepsi. It's a GMT. And fucking root beer. That would be amazing. Do you and think you though, they do- will make a root beer? Isn't that no, like reserved just, for this a Rolex? This is a wish list. This is a wish list. <laughs> wish list. I do think they come up with the black one, but a man can dream will say root beer. Oh, yeah. It's very slick. And then I think for yours, the, the Pelagos British Racing Green would be oh, yeah. a green amazing. Pelagos? Can you imagine a green British Racing Green Pelagos, Matt? That'd I'm be gonna, amazing. You better call it the Hawk and you'll be so <laughs> Could you imagine? That would be so good. It's gonna Pel- be the She-Hawk. The She-Hawk. Imagine a Pel- yeah. Imagine a Pelagos all in ceramic with the British Racing Green. That'd be also. I would. I, I would came so hard. <laughs> so hard. But anyway, those, that's that's what I'm wishing Tudor does this this year. Maybe maybe shut down some of the line that's not selling the glamour. The some of the royal like they have the 1926. They have a bunch a bunch of them. Keep the Explorer line. Keep the Black Bays, the regular ones. Um, with the mm. bezel-less but ones, right? You see, you, you see that they should look at Tudor. Uh, Omega should look at Tudor. I think Omega is too busy looking uh, at Rolex to see Tudor and that blind spot. No, no. That's Omega a problem. is too busy looking at its own reflection in the mirror. Yeah, <laughs> and flexing. <laughs> it, hey, it, look at it's me. It's too busy. It's too busy looking at the moon. Look at the moon yeah. watch. <laughs> and we'll get there in a second. I'll, I'll talk about Omega next in my my next turn. But Dimitri, why don't you talk to us about? Are you want to talk um, about Tudor or your I next prediction? Uh, so Tudor, I kind of agree with Carl because I uh, I was reading up a little bit and you know one. One of them would be super cool if they make a, a GMT version of the BB58 specifically, right? A smaller case. Mm-hmm. That'd be very, very cool. Don't it's know a prediction how, and a wish list. <laughs> I, I don't know if they have to make a full new mechanism for that, though. Is it going to fit uh, the mechanism they have right I don't now? Know. Yeah. Because it's a 42, and it's pretty thick, right? So the 58 is cool because of the size. So I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big undertaking, but we'll see. Uh, Tutor-wise, I don't have anything else, but maybe we can. I can quickly jump into uh, Speedmaster. Specifically, into Speedmaster. Uh, more, more limited more. You Remember that? That's I a, that's that's that a good Kylo prediction. Eh? Yeah, I always think of that you have Kylo to do Ren a, meme. Like it's sports over more. under of limited editions. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like predicting that it's gonna rain at some point this year, right? <laughs> <laughs> I say yes. <laughs> Chances are, I'm willing to make bet money on this. That exactly. Omega is probably make it, is gonna make another Speedmaster. But actually, I was I, I did research some dates there and. Apparently, uh, 2022 is going to be the 50th anniversary of the of the last the Apollo 17, yeah. the last moon landing of all time, right? The most recent moon landing was in 1972, so that's like Omega must just use that as an uh, as a an excuse for to sure. make another special edition of the another limited edition. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's for sure. Like, I'm betting. How are we going to do it? Limited edition. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, apart from that, Omega, honestly, I don't know, man. They make so what, much stuff. What, they for sure make something this year. Like, what, I, I what, don't what know color that they don't have on the Speedmaster line? They had like white, Tiffany, blue, Tiffany. They, gold. They don't have a rainbow they, they uh, Speedmaster ha- with the Swarovskis. <laughs> <laughs> rainbow Daytona? Oh, exactly. Rainbow Speedmaster. Rainbow Speedmaster. <laughs> Take that, Rolex. <laughs> Carl, Make do you want to talk about Omega? Or you want to let me to dive in, or I, what do you want? I don't have anything about Omega. I don't really look into Omega that much. You to know, be fair. and th- th- to be honest, I think that's it. This, I turn to Omega, and I think they really need to. I hope. I think the pressure's on for them to step it up a little bit this year on some of their other models. I think that you know, I got the chance to see the No Time to Die Seamaster. Oh. It should have been a bigger hit, or at least gotten more press than it did. You know, that was my favorite uh, watch of like. Uh, from Omega in the last, I don't know, like year, few because, years, because I, I like I, just like you, I saw it, uh, I saw it. I think uh, I think we saw it together actually. I tried yeah, it on. We did. God Excellent damn. watch. 
Very nice watch. Fantastic watch. Um, and honestly, comparing to the new Speedmaster prices, actually, I haven't checked. Maybe they increased that one too. But yeah. I like the C. The one I really liked this year was the Seamaster 300, which kind of has like that vintage look, polished bracelet. Very nice. Seamaster, a little bit more dressy because I know they get into the tool watches, but I find their catalog is getting a little bit thick. Um, their constellation is quite nice. The, the thing I find, I'm just a little underwhelmed with some of the releases. And Tudor's just hitting home they runs out of the of park. Stuff, yeah. Right, and um, when I saw the black base ceramic forty one, and then you see that that they put in that in house movement seventy hour power reserve meta sorry meta certified movement, and then you're charging three thousand dollars less than this Omega, and you go well why? It's because Omega is like you said looking at Rolex, they're trying to to be at their level, and then and I think it's important to look at the exclusivity. You go on Joma Shop, a gray shop, a gray market, you know Omegas are are going at the same price Tudor. And it just, it, you know, it shows that it like it's not, they're not holding the same kind of value. And I'm not talking about the Speedmasters. I'm not talking about necessarily the Seamaster, but they have a big catalog. And I think Omega needs to kind of look at what their identity is. It shouldn't just be George Clooney and the Speedmaster. Right. There and, more. and yeah, uh, just to add to you, what you're just saying, like I'm thinking, could it be that it's just a huge swatch influence that they're producing so many different types Maybe. of watches? Like, Maybe. Like every, every single swatch brand is doing that, right? And I agree. Like this, not this is not really a prediction for me, but it's more of a desire for next year. I'm like, just start, start retiring your watches. You you shouldn't have that many because it actually is taken away from owning a, a Speedmaster. Yeah. Because you have fifty different other types of Speedmasters. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, as <laughs> as Tudor should be uh, re uh, renamed Black Bay, Omega could be renamed Speedmaster. <laughs> no, in in some way, Seamaster as well. Yeah. You know, they 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 do put a lot out there. I like the constellation, but I think also there's just so many of the releases. Yeah. You know what I mean? How many Speedmasters are released a year? It's crazy. how many constellations come out? How many special version of the? You know, and you're just like, oh my gosh, it's hard to keep up. And kind of like, what do you guys? It's like let's just make it and see what sticks, and it'll sell. All right? Yeah, yeah. I, mm. But and I hope also, they retire them faster. Also, exactly, they're everywhere too. You can go and get an Omega like that. Right, they're ex they're not that exclusive, and I think that if you want to get the level of like Rolex, which they're really trying to get there, it's tough. They they don't have the same level of exclusivity as Rolex does, not even close. Hell, Tudor has more exclusivity at this point because you go in, you're like, sorry, we don't know, we'll get we'll get back to you in five months for Black Bay, right? Like, shit. right, it's still That's better than Rolex, but uh... oh yeah. But, yeah, well on that front, pretty much any brand is better than Rolex, but. <laughs> <laughs> like just um, looking today at like this the Seamaster 300M, right? You have the 37, you have the 43, the 45, the 42. Just if you yeah. have, if you can decide on the size, right? <laughs> you have <laughs> you have you have chronographs of every single possible color. Plus you have like black on black, gray, everything. You, yeah, you, but wait, and then you have Seamaster chronographs. Then you have Aquaterra, Aquaterra chronograph, Planet Ocean. You get uh, you get the Speedmaster chronograph. You get the like it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. I, I totally and I agree. don't. Yeah, I'm not liking. By the way, all the celebrities they're getting to like promote their stuff too, you know, because they got the 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 guy who plays uh, Hawking's uh, Stephen Hawking there. Uh, <laughs> what's his Whoa. name? <laughs> That's another beep uh, moment of the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Is it the uh, Bumbleclad? Plays uh, a woman too. Patch? No, it's not. Oh, it's the the guy that plays a woman. Yeah, okay, okay. Eddie Redmayne. Eddie yeah, Redmayne, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then you got the the Cindy Crawford's kid. You got George Clooney. You just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sydney Anyways. Crawford is uh, kid. Not, not even Cindy Crawford. Her kid. Well, her kid. Yeah, I'm that Sydney, old, man. Cindy. 
Cindy. Uh, Cindy? Cindy. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, Curl. I, I went pretty much over all my prediction was the price increase across the board, the new co- collaboration launch be- because of Patek Philippe and their Tiffany Blue watch. Uh, you went over the Nautilus uh, 5711 getting out. Uh, I was just had a note there that they need to replace it. I don't know if they're going to take 2022 as a break though and launch the next the replacement for the 5711 2023 maybe or announce it like in next holiday season. Uh, your Mil Goss who needs to change. It's it's there, right? At the same time, I think when they're going to change the Milgos, they're going to kill off the Air King. <laughs> and the Tudor BB, uh, BB58 that GMT and uh, a new complication could be really interesting. Um, but I was uh, reading and uh, listening to some podcasts uh, over the week, and there's some insider information about Rolex and what they're doing right now. Uh, so the big thing with Rolex, for people who doesn't know, they're privately owned, right? They don't, they don't have uh, people, um, a board of... Um, investors to uh enter to or stuff like that so the owners of rolex are really rich and they don't give a shit <laughs> about much <laughs> so uh what the, what that insider information was saying is right now rolex is trying to cut the fat uh, they feel they have too many stores uh, globally right well so, yeah uh, f- yeah so for people who might not know the rolex stores don't order their watches they just receive shipment whenever whatever they don't really know what's in it Right, they just get the watches and they have to fill up their uh, displays with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what Rolex is apparently doing right now is doing less and less shipment and not desirable watches to the smaller stores, uh, just to cut them out of the uh, business. So don't like no buying out or anything. They're just gonna lean them out pretty much. So that's the the big thing they're doing right now. And apparently Rolex is uh, pushing their stores also to uh, put a limit on purchases for customers. So right now. Uh, "Quote unquote good or big customer for Rolex, they're purchasing four to six desirable Rolex a year. So that's a sub at Daytona every two months, pretty much, right? Or GMT the <laughs> the quarter after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they're doing right now, they're creating a huge gap between their um, older customers, right? People who have been buying for the, for Rolex for the last 20, 30 years, and for people who are trying to get into Rolex but could not because they're all purchased by the same people all the time." Right. Uh, so there's a huge gap of people who don't like Rolex anymore, and uh, we all know um, people uh, close to us or even far from us that like I'll never buy a Rolex. The brand stand for nothing. Blah blah blah. Like I, I, I'm gonna put my money elsewhere. So they're trying to combat this with now that the customer they're buying those four to six Rolex a year, they'll have a cap limit of three. So the guy who's buying a new Rolex every quarter or maybe more right. than that could only buy three now. So technically, those three watches that the customer will not get will go to, quote-unquote, new customers, people who are um, asking about it and that didn't have the chance to buy one. So as any Rolex stuff and any insider trading, there's no proof, there's no fact-tracking about this. So it's I wish it's true. I wish I wish that they are going to open that for more people. I don't know if it's... A, I hope you're like, right. Th- I don't know if it kind of was there before and it kind of applied to me for me just buying a Twitter Pelagos and after that being able to get my Air King, right? It's a steel watch. It's a but can sport I, watch. But let me ask you so, a question really quickly. Yes. And just to, and for you, Dimitri, as well, you look at the Explorer, you got the Air King out, they got the Milgoss. If we walked in there and they go, hey, you can choose any Rolex you want, we wouldn't have the watches that they were saying. Right. We probably all have subs and maybe Dimitri would have a GMT Master too. Yeah, because I'm cooler. Yeah, sub no dates for me. That's for sure. Exactly. Like you might have been like, "Oh, do you want the Air King or you want the?" We have a sub no date. You would like give me the, give me the fucking sub now. So, so <laughs> you throw your wallet at them. No date. Just, it's a bit you, of face. You just slap it. Go like, slap Shut it up. with your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
I'll take it. <laughs> just throw your wallet at him. You start getting addressed. Put your clothes back on. What do you need? What do you need? Take it. My clothes are lined with money, so you have to take it. That's how I pay for watches. So the no date is the one that you would get. The sub no date versus the date. Yeah, uh, it's a yeah, hard, hard um, decision for me. I'm not sure because if I look at them, I like them equally. I, I, it's difficult. The Slack club is a bit too much for, for me. I don't like date windows, and now you just put like a anything glass over right. it. It's something I don't like about watches. So, right. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked right? about it before, right? Like we don't like all of us agree we we don't like the stamped date windows, but this one is kind yeah. of done specially, especially, especially to showcase the. Date you you know what? Make a make a make a sub with a big date. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, you know, there was technically, <laughs> if you don't like the um, the magnifier, the cyclops, then you can go the fuck yourself. Sea dweller, <laughs> the sea dwellers from the 90s had yeah. the date window without the cyclops. Gives you a different... Right. And then when I had the helium escape think, valve, it was think, still 40 millimeters, a little bit thicker. I think though. some Tudor sub as well, if I'm not mistaken. Tudor sub as well. Yeah. Uh, no, I think they have some the of them. Well, no, no, no. I've seen remember. them with Cyclops. Because you have the Tudor sub that has the snowflake hands and the Mercedes hands. And some of them are different. I've seen them with the with the Cyclops. I've seen them maybe without. You might be right. I don't remember. Uh, it's a mini sub, my bad. Um, mini sub, okay. So you so at 33. <laughs> so talking about yep. uh, t- talking about the availability of watches, I kind of wanted to think it fits into this uh, discussion. I think that uh, one of my last predictions for next year, and also considering the fact that the pandemic is not really doesn't really seem to be going away anywhere, I think that brands will gradually start to implement, let's say, some form of an online sale uh, mm. more and more. Yeah. There's more and more there will be more and more, let's say, availability to buy directly from the brand's websites because if, if you know, stores are not open anymore, it's not really as easy to go and look at the watches and uh, buy them. Maybe not. Right. I don't know how much, let's say, the watch industry will be affected by this stuff in general because it's a luxury market. It's not really, it doesn't really respond to, let's say, economic downturns as much. Yeah. But it'll be but, f- uh, awesome. Like, man, like you were just talking about, imagine you go to a Rolex store and they tell you, well, look, no uh, no stainless steel, anything, so please come back and whatever, or buy like 15 watches and I will put you on the list. What if you just go to the on the website, you put a deposit and be like, listen, you put a deposit, you will get the watch in five years. Like, fine, as long as I know the dates, right? Maybe five years yeah. is too much, but like, as long as, like, for sure you can, you can, you can create a list and project let's say the time that you will pro- maybe get yeah. it it's, it's and there are ways in- to control it so that it's yeah. not like one guy buying a, 500 of them you exactly. know like you can make it very one clear it's one person. credit card per it's, gonna, it's gonna be two guys buying 250 each well a, sim- a similar <laughs> thing you do well not necessarily similar but like like what you do when you buy a ming watch right they they, they take all the orders like you they put can a manage different that. thing one per order yeah you can manage it you can limit it yeah absolutely rolex has a production of i don't know i'm just talking out of my ass like i don't know a hundred thousand uh, submariners per year well, fuck, use that and then uh, apply that to the, the, the number of, let's say, orders that you place and then you can project how much you have to wait for the watch. Seriously, it's not you know, that complicated. And I know we're still we're talking about Rolex, but I think that uh, that was one of my points I had here, Dimitri, just to maybe do some mileage on what you just said. I think it's been tough with production for most watch brands. You saw a lot of them, Anne Ordain, a, brand, a watch brand that we really love. They were like, we haven't been able to source what we need to complete some of our enamel dial watches because of COVID. The industry has been suffering. So do I think 2022 will lead to recovery? We're definitely off to a bad start. I predict that it won't. I still think it's going to be a tough year for watch brands. Um, um, Other than Rolex that continuously sells out, will other brands show really positive numbers? Uh, We'll see. I don't think that it's going to be 
uh, what um, I don't think this is going to be the year yet that it it comes out of it. You know, um, I do think that we are living though in the golden age of choices because of the internet. You can find any kind of brand, any kind of watch that you want, and uh, be able to 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 find exactly what what it is that you're looking for, unless it's a Rolex, right? Yeah, <laughs> unless like it's that, a Rolex we... or a Patek or an AP. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it there's True. like there, there's a rule in, in the watch community is all the rules applies to all the brands beside Rolex AP and Patek <laughs> it's uh, so anything you talk about it's yes but not Rolex yeah exactly <laughs> anything yeah. What, whatever yes, but, but, is, but as a watch yes, as a watch fan as a watch fan you know being able to go and and, and, and shop on, on online so yeah, maybe that's, I, my, I, that's my that's uh, my point for yeah. um, for 2022 yeah, what were you I, gonna don't, say, I, don't, I don't think the big brand's going to do that because part of the experience is getting to the shop, getting yes. that free espresso, yeah. sitting there, having the people in suit walking next to you, giving you like the coffee and Hand talking jobs. and being Sorry, nice. Oh, yes, part exactly. of a Rolex experience is going to a shop and looking at empty shelves. That's a part of the experience. Exactly. That's part. Well, How is that an experience? Event, it's like going to a construction event. site. When I went to get my Air King, hey, this is your I had my next Air King, house. everything. <laughs> uh, when I went to get my Air King, uh, I had my Air King in my hands and everything else was empty, right? I felt kind of special. I was like, aha, I can have one. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm but, a peasant. But yeah, but there's, there's, that, um, there's that experience a lot of people like and a lot of people are scared to shop online. Uh, but I think that the internet provides this, the brick and mortar kind of loses importance in the sense of. Uh, you can walk into a store, try everything on, and then go and buy it online. And you get a better I wish, price I wish, for it. I wish that's, uh, that's, that, that becomes available. Exactly. And so, and I think now, if you start to be, if you start to understand watches and understand a little bit about how they work, do the you understand life? Understand the, do you understand, do you even understand <laughs> life? Do you even get it? <laughs> you get it. What a great but, story, you know, man. <laughs> but, the, but the point is that if, unless you're buying some crazy in-house uh, movement that you want to get from the AD or the manufacturer so that they can service it, uh, if you know what it is, uh, you can shop online and get really good quality watches. You see it from certain micro brands like Monta that are doing like really high-end watches uh, for their price segment as well. But you also beware of clickbait. You don't want to go and, wow, that watch looks so good. And then you're paying 2000 bucks for a Seiko NH35 movement inside a pretty, a pretty watch. So I think that's a, a prediction to keep in mind about the internet uh, for 2022. I think it'll continue to to have a meteoric rise YouTube is a great way for, and you see them all. You see when a new brand comes out with a watch, it just like does its tour, right? All the different YouTubers right. are doing mm-hmm. reviews of right. them. So, I think we're gonna continue to see that in twenty twenty two for the for those indie micro brands. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Another prediction, cool. guys. Uh, another prediction? uh, predictions. Uh, I'm uh, mostly uh, desires. I don't really have predictions. I have desires left. I have a lot of desires. It seems. Yeah, I, 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 I've, it's not a prediction. It's same thing with Dima. Uh, something I wish for 2022. Uh, but I'll, I'll go since it's my last one. Um, it's to the I'm, I'm gonna call them mid tier, but like the midfield of the watch industry. So not the micro brands, not the big big ones, right? So I, I could cut Oris. Yeah, exactly, right. So all those guys to to some extent step it up, be more interesting, right? <laughs> I, I'm not saying they're not interesting. I'm just saying that sometimes I just feel like it's another Longines, it's another Oris, right? I know they have those watches like left and right that are really good, but I want something that's insane, maybe, from those guys. I'm not saying that they need to redo their whole lineup. I'm just saying I, I want like a, a Halo product from yeah, Longines that's pretty insane. Yeah. 
right? I have, um, I have to disagree. Right? I think they have their, okay, the mid-tier. Perhaps. I think the mid-tier is stepping up so much that they're actually taking away people from Omega and Tudor's taking away from Omega, taking away from Rolex because Longines is looking at and you're like, these watches are incredible. The Spirit, the, the, oh, the, yeah, the Longines Spirit, the and, Pilot. You're just like, why would I go and fight to try to get this when I can just get a phenomenal watch at uh, 2000 bucks at a fraction yeah. of the price that Omega, the Oris Caliber 400, you go... Yeah, 4000 4, bucks gets you a, a 4, bucks, 400. That's crazy. Five-day in-house power reserve, chronometer yes. certified. No, you're just like... Like I'm saying, I'm not saying I'm not removing from what I have right now. I said like an Aylor product. So that, that's what they can do with $4,000, right? But the yeah. people who said, I'm going to burn 10 Gs on a watch. Right, so or do you want the mid tier to go spend to go make ten thousand dollar watches? Like I said, one Halo product, right? Like the car in the car industry, each brand have like that crazy car, right? That like Carrera GT. I think they do. Like I'll give you. I I think like Oris has concept watches, or they have their like they have precious metal watches. They all they all have very expensive, you know, versions of of their watches. Maybe they're just not as promoted as well. But I think that does exist. Uh, I, I agree with you that the. That it's good to see them jump into that tier, but it's definitely not their crowd, right? I kind of agree with sure. uh, with Kevin though, uh, in a sense that like specifically Longines and Oris, they, they were killing it in the last year, right, in the mid tier. But uh, like higher brands, like they need to step it up. Like I was gonna say, one of my desires is the GLC. I think they really need to step it up. Yeah, they need a new it, line. It, is Tudor could be considered like mid tier in the brands, or it's no? They're a little bit. Love, they're entry luxury. Or they're mid luxury. Yeah. They're, they're mid luxury or whatever. Like you get like entry luxury, then you get mid tier. Mid tier is like Tudor. Yeah. Should we use like boxing weights there to describe watches? It's like a, <laughs> it it's be. like a super middleweight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because like last year, Tudor did a lot of crazy watches, right? That silver one, that full bronze, that gold, that ceramic one, right? And for me, those watches, they're kind of Halo product, all of them for some extent, right? And I would like to see. Like a Longines or Norris do a like a Cusk certified or a Meta certified something crazy, right? But they have. And sorry, Carl. But the when Oris, you say the, remember, their their caliber four hundred of Oris is twice the price of a regular Aquas, oh, right? Yeah. Because yeah, they put it. in an in-house five-day caliber, and most of their watches run for two thousand bucks. That's a four thousand, five thousand dollar watch, and they have uh, precious metal, full bronze. They have watches that go seven thousand bucks, right? So, okay. well, I stand corrected. Then I just you're sit. You sit corrected. I can see it. You're sitting. <laughs> and a lot I, I, of people sit, wonder. Yeah. They go, "Do you really want to start?" dipping your feet in that part of the market that belongs more to omega that belongs more to tudor and they're like no we think we can we can box with them a little bit and then they they step in there and rolex omega did the same thing at one point their prices are flirting Oof, with yeah. rolex now they went up too much and way way too went fast up, and people are like mm, if you have an option between omegas and rolex says you might just say you know and you get and you have the option of a rolex you go i'll give me the sub i'm not going to take them the seamaster like honestly for this price i'll get the chronomaster sport Shit! Like this 100%. is such a such a such a good watch. Hundred percent. Ten thousand dollars for us for a Speedmaster, right? With the manu- manual manually wound mechanism. Come on, it's intense. Yeah. Um. Uh. I was gonna say. Um. Yeah, I agree. Like, for example, if if because I really liked it. We talked about it before. I really liked the caliber, not the caliber. Sorry, not the caliber four hundred. Um. The Oris. Uh. Oris Aquis. Uh. Upcycle with a colorful dial, yep. right? The plastic recycled plastic dial. They didn't make that one with the Caliber 400. If they did, like, oof, I would really want to get that. It would be very, very high on my list. Um, but uh, uh, 
like I, I totally agree. Uh, like some brands, and specifically, I was gonna say about uh, GLC, right? They they haven't really done anything. I think last year the whole the only thing they did was that crazy super high complication reversal. That's it. But that's like it's like a museum piece, right? It's not really a watch that we can talk about. They made nine. There's nine of them. <laughs> like, okay, sure, great. Uh, but but you know? I would love for them to re-release the sector dial watches because what they did was fantastic. And if they did a new lineup of sector dial watches, that'd be like a really good addition, I think. To, no, I think to, that, yeah, to the, I, to the I totally agree. They need to revamp their line. I think it's something that's that's lacking. And IWC as well. You guys got the the big pilot, but other than that. Oof, that they was also a good need watch, to. God damn, that was a great watch. But they have to. They, they can't just rely on that. They got a lot of. They got to revamp the, the Portuguese a little bit. For they sure. got to revi- revise this. Give us something, something new. You know, it's a li- just a little bit. Mm. You know, and to give you an idea, like Beaumont Merci has been has been stepping it up with some bold lines. Nothing for me necessarily. The Hampton, the Riviera, and this stuff. But when you look at it, you go, at least they're doing something. Do something. The other Richemont brands, I mean, like Jaget Lecoutre and. Uh, and uh, yeah. IWC, yeah, for sure. But may- maybe that's something that we can wish for 2022, right? That they My, all step up their game. Oh, I'm going to um, to, g- to give a, a a pat on the back and say a prediction. I think Breitling is they had a really good 2021. The top time, the premier chronographs. I'd like to see them. I think they're going to take a step into some of their other lines because right now they have like their their Avenger and the Super Avengers and the Herakana versions that are just massive tool watches and I think what they're good, they can do is maybe take some of these tool lines and give us some kind of more elegant version of them and they kind of started to do with the Navi Timer because the Navi Timer has always been seen as that chronograph they're starting to give us different versions of it so I think his, his name is Kern George Kern I'm not sure his first name but it's, it's Mr. Kern Mr. good Kern. job in 2021 it's, it's, keep it yeah. up in 2022 I like what you do with the Super Ocean keep giving us hits like this and Breitling should find its way back out of the of the darkness that it was in for the last like 10 years or so yeah for sure um what else do you have guys' <laughs> desires actually uh, let me uh let me go next one, oh, thing, one thing that i think that'd be so cool i would fucking love it is that if sk if uh, seiko brings back the skx <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> because because what would, they did is that they huh would they did they not have a replacement they have the 5KX, but that's not no, what no, the SKX not was. The, the SKX, SKX is a diver, the classic SKX. ISO certified 200 meter diver, right? Right. Mm. And, and like, because what they did is that they took a watch that had like the biggest cult following of all, right? For anybody who begins their starts a watch collection, oh, sorry, watch enthusiasm, right? Because it's a relatively inexpensive watch. It's a very good watch, cool, like super robust, uh, water resistant, and all. Uh, they took it and just removed it, right? It's like taking a G Shock and like removing it, right? Uh, I feel like. Yeah, they replaced it with the 5KX, but like the 5KX got destroyed because it got so diluted with different variants that it doesn't really have a, a face. Like it's just 5KX right. is kind of like a modded watch. No, there's like 27 yeah, exactly. you versions can get a, of it, plus all the Street Fighter crap. You can get a, <laughs> any 5KX for like any day of the week, right? Uh, if they take the SKX and bring it back, it'd be so awesome. Although I would say like I would love for it to to be maybe a bit more improved in terms of quality. Honestly, like this is another one of my desires. Is like Seiko just fucking invest into quality control. But I feel like it's <laughs> like the Rolex. Uh... <laughs> but it's like the Rolex improving uh, a supply. It's it's just never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> that, that all their quality control dudes are in, at the Grand Seiko factory. They uh, they move them. Like all of the <laughs> all of the quality control dudes are actually not doing that job anymore. They're just working somewhere else. Like they just don't have that. <laughs> uh, they decided that they don't yeah. need quality control, but. 
like SKX, if they bring it back, man, it's unfortunate that you probably can't bring the SKX back with an improved mechanism and the quality. Like they, they couldn't put a Sapphire Crystal. You can put like a, a, a 6R35, right? Because it's going to be but it make, in a different price segment it, right away, right? It doesn't matter as long as it's ISO certified, but it's just, it's inexcusable now because as you said at the beginning, the prices of watches are going up. You said that, Carl. Seiko, yeah. we saw them go up. Dimitri paid, I don't know, over a thousand for a 62 Maz update, right? Right. But you've heard people still say when they're getting the Willard, when they're getting the these the $1,000 uh, plus Seikos, and they're like, fuck, there's a misaligned chapter ring. That's not excusable. No, not acceptable. Back in the day when you get a misaligned chapter ring in an SKX, people don't, it's like, oh yeah, it's normal that, that, that yeah, you go and get it changed and fixed. But it's not acceptable when you're paying a thousand bucks. Especially no. if you and have Jody like talks a about it on his Baltic channel on YouTube, something. he's like, like especially if you have a Baltic watch, right? That they for the similar price, you look at it, you're like, holy shit, that those guys killed it. Like, what 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 does Seiko do with that money? Hundred percent. So, hmm. but uh, SKX, if they bring it back, they'll have to tone it down a little bit on quality because it has to fit in the same segment, like more acceptable, uh, accessible. Let's say it can be over a thousand dollars. So you have to sacrifice the mechanism. You have to sacrifice maybe the case uh, build quality. Maybe make it a little bit better than the five KX or whatever they call it now, right? Uh, but well, the five KX, yeah. But the mechanism the is pretty is a... good in the in the five KX. So use the that mechanism. The problem is the not the movement. Yeah, it's the, the push pull crown. This is screw down. The water resistance. The, also. Uh, it's hundred meters. Yeah. This is two hundred meter. But this is also ISO certified, right? Yeah, exactly. So that'd be so yeah. awesome. Like if they find Kaseko right now, you either get the five KX or you go over a thousand dollars for like a Marine Master two hundred, right? You don't really have. I mean, you can get there. There, um, if you like it, because there are big watches, you can get the the. Uh, Mega Turtle, Supreme Turtle, what's it called? King Turtle, uh, sorry. Super heavyweight. <laughs> Mega Turtle. <laughs> yeah. Turbo Time Turtle, I don't know. But it's those, less those, than a, those are all uh, Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, but it's less than a thousand bucks. Ceramic bezel, sapphire crystal. Very nice watch. I saw it, but I still like my regular turtle, the one that came out in 45 millimeters. Yeah, it sits yeah, really yeah, nicely, it's, though. It's a little, but it's too big. Yeah, yeah. But I like my turtle. I, I, I'll, I'll wear it in the next podcast. Cool, 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 cool. But um, one of the things I wanted to say, which I think is another prediction, um, and I don't think it's far off, but I think that, um, uh, meaning not far off, but I don't think it's like, oh my God, what a revelation. I think it's pretty <laughs> obvious. I think micro brands and independents are going to continue to rise. We saw a meteoric rise in this last year. We saw brands um, really establish themselves as independent or micro brands, as you want to see. We saw... Huge amounts of them with Baltic coming out and hitting home runs. Sapec came out with potentially one of the best watches of the year. Um, we start to talk about uh, what's it called? Um, uh, H. Moser, how well they're doing. Yes, they're Russian, Dimitri. Thanks for reminding us. Uh, we have Urban Jurgensen that ended up uh, a high-end luxury independent brand being bought by Kerry Vutalainen. We're seeing independent brands just keep doing Look at Constantine Shaken had the best year of their like you you hear all their stories and they're all saying, "Oh, we're having the best, we're having the best um, production production years." Ming, everything sold out immediately. Laurier yeah. sold out immediately. Uh, so the rise of independent, the rise of micro brands, I, 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 like you and Sartre Ribiard, Habring, Sarpaneva, whether it's one eighty Helsinki. Uh, or them, or the watches themselves. Garrick, I'm I'm crushing on this Greek brand that came out with their second What's watch. It called? It's called Yan Yanos, I A N O S. But 
when you're reading about the quality and the story they're putting into their brands, I think micro brands are hitting it out of the park. And to be honest, I think it's just because I've had so many watches that I kind of get bored with everything kind of looks the same after a while. Um, but when you see like, like Maximilien Bussier comes out and says that his mad one, he's going to make one for the public because it was so well received. You know, these guys do it for the passion of watches. That guy, you guys heard his interview, right? We all heard yeah. it. That guy's doing it. He just, he just does it because he <laughs> loves doing this shit, right? <laughs> hard, yep. not to, hard not to want to be part of that at one point. You know, getting a Ming. Like, I, I ended up buying, Carl, I'll wear it to when we see it in person. I sent it to you. The Autodromo came out with the Prototipo Chronograph limited to 350 pieces, the Vic Elford edition. Did you say that you got it? Yes. I bought it. Limited edition. <laughs> well, there's no risk. It's a limited edition. I'm not saying there's risk. I'm just saying yeah. that you bought another watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but all in 2021. It was oh, like so I, I didn't did a huge didn't buy it. I did a huge hero, did you? No. This year I've bought nothing. Oh wow. I only have my Ming Carl, coming in. Did you buy anything, Carl? <laughs> Uh no, it's been seven days. Like that's a that's that's <laughs> that gonna be a record for Kevin though. <laughs> God built the earth in seven days, didn't he? Six days, seven, seven days, whatever. Did you guys see I'm that just, meme uh, when uh it's, it's like happy new year and the guy like the next slide is like the guy's like thank you for your order, ordering something already. Exactly. Because I'm not <laughs> buying anymore. But but the point is that like when you see these these mic independent brands or micro brands coming out with such really great stuff, like 20 grand. If I had 20 grand and I could buy a watch, um I and I could get access because you can't get him anymore. But like, if I could get a Constantine shake in Joker, oh hell yeah! I might How much get does that cost though? If you if you can get it, like suppose suppose I think brand I think brand new was like twenty some grand, twenty some twenty some. Yeah. Grand. It's right so cool. It's such a cool watch. You know, yeah, they go for thirty. I think now, right now, so cool. Thirty forty. Like Chrono, if right? you can if find you them, go to Chrono twenty right? four. Yeah, Chrono the Joker 24. though, not the Minion. Oh yeah, yeah. But the Joker is awesome. <laughs> yeah, the but Joker. The, uh, sorry, forty thousand dollars. Jesus. There you go. Yeah. So, but when you see when you see such a, something so cool or that Mad One that MBNF came out, like these guys are just they love watches so much. They're doing such a fun thing. Even Alexander Shorokov. I'm like, this is what watchmaking should be. It's not saying let me make the next forty millimeter sub looking diver that I can uh, that I can sell uh, for twice the price. Yeah, I agree. Makes, I make a profit. I agree what, because, as let's say, watches are losing its value as a tool, right, to tell time. We should leverage more than being art, a piece of art, basically something that's interesting, yeah. and interesting designs and materials and and so on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Kevin, la last year you told us that you were not going to buy a new watch in 2021. Prediction failed. <laughs> Prediction failed. This year, what, what's your what's the How long are you going to wait to buy the next watch? Well, I'll be I'll be honest because I, I put my money aside. I'm really hoping that this year I get my sub. Um, okay. And I'm really going to wait because I want to have the money ready for it. I'd like to see that MBNF uh, or that MAD. Uh, yeah. Okay. Which, by the way, so, do you know what they're selling on for Chrono 24? That thing was 1,900 Swiss francs. It's selling for... 46,000 US dollars. <laughs> well, the first the wow. first edition, right? The one that was released to the family, whatever. Yeah, the family not, and friends. Uh, not the one that they were... That, that's kind of shitty, though. It's, it's shitty. Like, yeah. You, yeah. It's oh, shitty no, there because... Was, there, there, there are good customers, right? Also, so. who from his family is going to get disowned after that, right? Like, who, exactly. who, dis who decided to do that? <laughs> but when I see... No, but it's... And that wouldn't be the reason why. I'm actually... I actually like to wait... Yeah. I like to see what that release is going to be. Um, because I think that it might be three, four, five thousand bucks. The same with maybe another Ming, what the release will be. I have a special um, 
what's it called? Uh, I get pre-order on that. I'm allowed, right? Because I'm an existing customer. Mm. Yeah. Um, so to be honest, this year it's not that I want. I'm I'm actually going to tone it down and make a few purchases. I know I will, but they're going to be good purchases. Meaning I'm going to wait for that micro brand. I'm going to leverage all that money I've saved because I sold like 35 watches in the last three months. <laughs> oh, no. So, so, so they gonna... all fit into one pilot instead of two, right? <laughs> It's yeah, a lot now of watches only sold. down to a hundred. <laughs> but like, I'm, if he calls me tomorrow and he goes, but he goes, you're buying a sub this year. I could buy it. I'll, I'll uh, that might be it. But I really want to see what that what Ming is going to release this year, um, and what uh, maybe uh, also. And I was about to pull the trigger, uh, but I didn't like the last release. Was uh, maybe Corona uh, Tokyo? Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I'm waiting I, for. I was one on the list. That I that I like. Yeah. Same. Because the last two were not my favorite. They had that like really light blue Toki and then or called Toki maybe. Really light blue. And then the other one was um this new weird well weird. It's like this orangey dial with the with the Asian uh numerals. It was Japanese numerals written like it was a little bit not what I was looking for from the Corona Tokyo, but I was like I'll wait for the next one. And I right. think I'm kind of hold, holding on to those for those that's my that's my uh so I'm, but they're very. I'm really focused, actually, Carl. Other than there's the Submariner to answer your question, I'm very focused on the um, micro brand, the independence. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I think uh, I'll do the I really same. Want. I think uh, I'm probably gonna. I'm definitely not gonna say that I'm not gonna buy anything this year, but I'm probably gonna buy a few, <laughs> a few. Not that I buy a lot, but I'll probably buy a few really like selected pieces. Hmm. Yeah, for me, I, for for now, I don't have anything beside. Um, I think, yeah. Tudor FXD. <laughs> yeah, that FXD. I, I just need to see it in person. That's the only thing I... But if you get it uh, as the would, would you replace it I, with the, the Pelagos? Like, they don't belong maybe, together, right? You can't have both. No, they wouldn't be in the same collection. would make sense. Um, I would Can I ask you a question? It, if if yeah. they came out with a Pelagos British Racing Green? Ooh, that, that, would, be, uh, that would be really ten- tempting. Um, Are you big on green? He's big on racing, well, so one one of the three. That's already a <laughs> success. <laughs> but one thing I one thing I, I think I want to do this year. Uh, I think I I just want to change everything. Like I recently, yeah, I was like, I, I don't want to. I want to do this year is yeah, change uh, everything change in my life. Everything. <laughs> change everything. Just, no, but just um, a little like I just want one thing. Yeah, just one I want to change everything. <laughs> I just want right? one I, wish to have all the wishes. There's one thing I don't like about you: your personality. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just change it. It's, it Everything. <laughs> Change your personality and we'll be okay. And your body. <laughs> Change your face. Do something about your face. Uh, yeah, it's... Sorry. No, it, it, it's uh, mainly that um, I I don't really have any, like, I don't have a wedding watch, right? I don't have, like, a watch of my father who died or something like that. So I don't have big attachment to the watch Get I have married, right now. kill your father. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Buy him a watch and then watches. kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Problem solved. Next problem. Boom. Let's go. Problem solved. <laughs> what else do you want to add? So, what other opportunity, Carl? Seize it. So, yeah, I, I could just sell everything and get other watches to just uh, have different experience with different watches, brands as well, right? So, maybe if there's a green out there and it makes sense to sold my blue one and get the green and I don't lose any money or uh, not too much at least, no, I, no. I would probably do it, right? Just to change a bit. Um, that but yeah that fxd i just need to see it in person that's the only thing it's really on my radar but i, I need to see it is that a watch Fair. i can like quote unquote, pull a trigger without wearing it's it? it's the same size right <clears throat> it's 42 just like the pelagos it, it's thinner uh, yeah okay i think it's a shorter lug to lug because of the fixed lugs right 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 yeah it curves down a little bit yeah yeah so i think but, that um, does the 
it's, pre- it's pretty much that for um, for me for this year for at you? least. Yep. So I think it's going to be a good year. I really like to hope one last thing. Um, I hope we get to see some watch fairs. I'd like to go to wind up this year. I know we I, couldn't go yeah. last year. We'll watch as and wonders happen. It's early in the year. We'll see. Um, but um, yeah, I, I really, really uh, hope that we're able to see um, some good watch fairs because I think that's where we can see a lot of the watches that don't that sell online that, that are brick and mortar. When you go to like wind up and you see Autodromo and you see Notice and you see um, all these great independent brands, Baltic, and you get to see their watches in hand, you can then say, and and you speak to the 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 owner, the fucking owner is there, and that person says. Hey, yeah, it takes me this much time to to make your watch, and you can get in this much like this. Yeah. We're coming out with this. Yeah. This it's it's a nice connection. I think it's great. I, I totally agree. Like, I really hope that this year we'll be able to actually get out and you know see it go to places more. But uh, it's not looking great so far, unfortunately. No. It's at twenty twenty three. Yeah, going out. That's next well, year. Well, there's going to be a new uh, <laughs> super omicron, uh, COVID twenty three or whatever, right? It's, uh, it's going to be super omicron plus. Yeah, <laughs> plus <laughs> super sized. <laughs> <laughs> pro oh, it's boy. a pro plus a jumbo <laughs> exactly <laughs> ultra all right then so that that was our prediction episode we really hope that you enjoyed it uh so uh many many more watches to come uh, so yeah. call so, should we uh, wind this down uh yeah we will so see you next week see you next week guys peace so if you enjoyed this episode please reach out to us on big black clock official on instagram or email us at big black clock team at gmail.com Send us your pictures, corrections, ideas, insults, and let us know if there are any pieces you want us to review. With, of course, the caveat that we can afford them. As always, be good to each other, eat good food, have some drinks. For those of you always watch shopping, happy hunting. Thanks for spending time with us, and we will see you next week.